Excellent. Thank you so much. Well, I just want to say what an honor and a privilege it is to be here this morning. Not only to be in front of you, but to be chosen as the speaker. I don't necessarily know the entire process that takes place, but to be nominated and um, just to be filled with God's joy in this process, in this season that we call life, and we get to do life together. How fun is that? To be able to say that I am yours and you are mine, and we can say that to God, and we can do that as a corporate body. So I'm just going to kind of get set up here, but I just wanted to say thank you, Dr. Anderson, um, for this amazing pioneering opportunity that you've given so many students on this campus, and also Dr. Doug Graham for... um, allowing students to be who they are and providing an opportunity for them. And then also for anybody else who is involved in this process of the school and prayer and worship team and everything like that. So we just want to give honor where honor is due. So thank you so much. Um, I just want to welcome everybody back from Thanksgiving. You seem a little refreshed. You look a little more alert and alive than you did last time I saw you on Tuesday. You had five days instead of four days. So hopefully you had some time with friends and family and were able to eat and do your homework like I almost did. And uh, so I just want to say what an honor it is to be here this morning. But like uh, Dr. Graham said, my name is Micah, and I'm, I'm passionate. I'm passionate about youth ministry, but primarily within youth ministry at this campus, it talks about ages 13 to 30. Now, I, if you are in any classes with me, you know that I am more passionate about you every single one of you. If you were 18 to 30, I am passionate about you. And why I am passionate about you is because my prayer is that you step out into the promises, into the plans that God has for you. So that is where my passion stems from. And that is where I just want to kind of touch base with you guys today. And I, I love to see everybody reach their full potential, and I want you to be ready when you leave this place of school that you will be able to step out and be planted where God is placing you. So before we get started, if you could just bow your heads in prayer and join me, that'd be awesome. Father God, we thank you so much for this um, beautiful day and this opportunity. We thank you for the holiday season. We thank you for seasons of preparation and seasons of going out. We thank you for our friends and our family and this university that you've blessed us to be a part of. Father, I pray that you would hollow me out and just help me to be your mouthpiece, God, and that I would just move out of the way and let the Holy Spirit take control. God, we know that you are faithful, you are true, you are just, and you have promises for your people. And we claim those right now, Lord God, that you are going to prepare us for everything and all things you have for each and every single heart, soul, mind, and body in here, Lord God, and we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory in your precious name. Amen. Well, to kind of give a little more about me, I um, grew up, like Pastor Doug said, I went to school at the University of Mary, graduated with a four-year degree in business communication. After that, I was like, I want to be a personal trainer. I love food, I love fitness, and I love see people, seeing people reach their goals and, and lose weight, get in shape, run, walk, whatever their goal is. I love to help them achieve that. So in that process, I... Um, was working as a personal trainer for seven years. I attended school at the university with a business communication degree. And then all of a sudden, God called me back to school for young adult ministry. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. And I was in my quiet time, and God's like, Micah, that makes perfect sense. I've called you to equip people to be spiritually fit, emotionally fit, and spiritually, emotionally, and physically fit. So all of those, what look like from a world perspective, don't make sense. But it makes sense to me, and God's slowly unfolding that. So I love to journal. 
and I love to write, and I love to pretty much write down my prayers, my prayer requests, my frustrations with God, and I'm just going to share something that I read about three, or wrote about three years ago. It was 2014, and I was in a season of my life where I was the closest to God, but I felt so far away from my calling, and I was just frustrated internally, and frustrated with the circumstances, and I just didn't know what God wanted me to do. So I am going to share something that I wrote, and this is kind of just me being raw with you. So it's called The Glass House. And it starts with suffocating in the walls of self, trapped in a cage with the doors wide open, gifts remaining dormant in my heart but longing to get out, dreams, visions, and passions dying inside me slowly, longing to break free into the promises of freedom but stifled by the reality and circumstance of self, running out empty but starving to be filled with truth. Can anybody hear my cry? Who is catching the black stained tears that roll down my face and bleed into the white carpet? I lay awake at night, determined to break through the glass walls that others have placed me in. To break the glass ceiling that leaves me sealed in an airtight container, sucking for my next breath of air, when all I can say is, Lord, send me. Lord, send me. And for some of you, you may be in that season. You may be in that season where you feel trapped inside yourself, trapped inside the reality of your circumstances, and you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, you don't know how to get out. And all you can do is look up and cry out to God. And in the reality of my life of this season, I had capped out at work. I could not do anything more. I remember I was doing things that God was calling me to do, but he said, Micah, I want to give you more territory. I want to give you more territory. I want to give you more responsibility. You need to be taken to the next level where you're going to be challenged, where you're going to be pulled, you're going to grow, and it is going to be uncomfortable. And the next thing that I knew that I had to do after reading journal entry, adult journal, journal entry, just being frustrated with where I wanted to be and where I wasn't, trying to figure out my purpose, trying to figure out what God had for me. And you know what I had to do? It's so simple that we forget a lot of times. And I think Giglio says it. He says, we are, 12, or we are 20 inches away from the answers. 20 inches is our knees to the floor to get before God in the throne in prayer. 20 inches away from things that we want to see happen in our lives. And I was sitting there, I was like, God, okay, I'll pray. I pray that you move me. How many of you are in a stage of like, God, get me out of here. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to get out of campus. Maybe you're here for the first time and you're like, this is my freshman year. This is awesome. I guarantee there's going to be travel uh, trials along the way. But in 2014 of April, this is what I prayed. I said, God, I am bored. I didn't say that nice either. God, I'm bored. I'm not bored with you, but I'm bored with life. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to get there? And I remember this is the next part that I said that if you're a prayer warrior, you know that this is dangerous. And this is what I told God. I go, God, I need you to flip my world upside down. Oh, no, it's right. Because after that, I'm like, oh, Lord, look what's going to happen. Are you going to take somebody from my family? Am I going to do this? And then you wonder all those crazy things. And God kept saying, peace, be still. Be still and know that I am God. And today we're actually going to talk about something, tis the season. One word that I've realized that I do not really enjoy, aside from the Christmas season, is the season of life. Oh, Micah, you're just in a season. There's light at the end of the tunnel. After graduation, there's a light. I'm like, yeah, but then I have to step into another dark tunnel, and it just starts all over again. It's just a different season. So we're going to talk about tis the season today, and we're actually going to be kind of paralleling it with uh, the season of preparation. And the season of preparation is this. A greenhouse, I'm going to slide this over just so I don't get too wild. 
There are different forms of greenhouses, and this greenhouse is going to represent us. It's going to represent North Central. And a greenhouse is actually designed, isn't it not designed, to shield and protect from the heat, from the cold, from the outside elements, from pests, from everything else. But the amazing thing about this is that it can grow a crop in any season, whether it's cold, warm outside, because it is, it is confined. It's being trapped in a good sense. It's being prepared for something. And there's something that actually takes process when something is in a greenhouse, and it's called photosynthesis. Anybody know what photosynthesis is? Is actually the process. We had a couple of hands, actually. The process, photosynthesis is the process by which plants make carbohydrate from carbon dioxide and water by using light, which is creating energy, causing them to grow, causing them to flourish. And the one thing that you know that in a greenhouse, plants, they need to be potted. They're usually in different pots in nice little rows. They are watered, they're trimmed, they're pruned, they're weeded and cared for. They're in rich soil that is, that is pure, that has the minerals and everything that they need. The water is pure that they're watering them with. The air is pure. And I believe that North Central is like this greenhouse. It is an opportunity for us as body of Christ to grow, to flourish, to be pruned, to, to learn how to be discipled, to learn how to be disciplined with our studies, and also be watered and prepared and ready when God calls us out. So the second bowl represents God calling us out of the greenhouse and putting us somewhere where he's going to be planting us. And we're going to be actually hitting the book of Exodus, chapter 3, because I believe Moses, he's my Bible crush. He is one of the prime, I call it that, he's my Bible crush. He is, I think, a prime example of what it means to be prepared for something. If we all know the story about Moses. He was um, 40, and he was being prepared that first 40. The next 40 years, he was in the certain land. The next 40 years, he was in the wilderness. So can you imagine being in like a greenhouse for that many years, being prepared to reach the the promised land that he never actually got a step foot on. So we're going to be looking at Exodus. So if you have your Bibles, yes, and you should, Exodus chapter 3, 9 through 12. So if you will join me, it says this. It says, look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me. This is God. I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, Moses, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. Now you must go, Moses. Moses was called. We are called. I am called. You are called. We are all called. But if you go on to chapter or verse 11, it says, Moses protested. Moses protested God. Who am I to be up here before Pharaoh? Who am I, Micah, to be in front of you today? Who am I to be reaching young adults? Who am I, Moses is saying this now, who am I to reach the people and take them out of Egypt? That's where our lack of commitment comes in. We have, I have a commitment issues when God's calling me. Micah, I'm calling you out, but you're protesting when I'm trying to tell you. You need to commit. If we go on to chapter two, or verse 12, it says, God answered, I will be with you. I will be with you. For this is your sign that I am the one, God, I am the one who is sending you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. That is kind of the sign that he's being commissioned. He's being commissioned. But how many times do we, we approach something in life and we sit there and how many times do we cry out to God like I was like, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to stay? How do I get there? We're crying out to God. 
We hear his response. He's saying, go to school, go do this, blah, blah, blah. But then we protest his answer. And I can relate to that story. So we're going to be talking about three different things today. And that is, number one, God's calling and having to respond. Number two, we're talking about our commitment. We need to stop having hashtag commitment issues as young adult and fully submerge ourselves into what God is calling us to do with focus and perseverance. And the third thing we're going to be talking about is being commissioned. Being commissioned. And I just want to share, before I moved here, I actually was crying out to God, obviously, and I was saying, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And in that moment, this is what happened. I go, Lord, I'll make a deal with you. I'll do whatever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Go wherever you want me to go. But I remember walking out of a meeting with Pastor Doug Graham. I see I interned with him at his church, and I look at one of the other interns, and I go, I'm never going back to school. I am never going to North Central. And like, heck, I am never moving to Minneapolis. I said this in April of 2014. Needless to say, fast forward three months, guess who's living in Drexel Apartments down the road attending North Central and living in downtown Minneapolis? Three months, God had transformed my heart. He transformed my attitude, and I was responding to that calling out of resistance. And remember when I said that I told God I wanted him to flip my world upside down? Flip my world upside down. So this is what actually happened. This is exactly what he did. He flipped it upside down. I was praying on a Tuesday, and while I was interning at that church and working there full time, I was like, I was working with a young adult pastor, Pastor Josh, and I said, God, if you want me to move out and I'm capped off here and there's nothing else I can do, tell Josh that and have him pull me in his office. I don't even know if he knows this story, to tell you the truth. I prayed that Tuesday. Wednesday, he's like, Micah, come, come on down. I was like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I'm like, what did I do? He's like, nothing, just come on over. He sat me down. He's like, Micah, I feel like you, you need to move on. I just feel like you need to move on. I can't give you any more responsibility as a, or as a youth um, assistant pastor, or not even a pastor role. I can't give you any more responsibility. You've outgrown everything. You've done the internship program. I think God's calling you back to school, and you need to go into school for ministry. And he didn't know that, and I walk out of there, and I was like joyful, but also like, oh man, that means I have to step out, and I have to respond to the calling and start doing what God's calling me to do. And then there was a time, in that time, he'd call me on a Wednesday. A couple days later, I was leaving for Colorado. And I was running from God, emotionally, spiritually, physically, not being still when he was calling me to be still. And I remember, I went there for my cousin's graduation. We're like, let's go trail running. Yay, the day after graduation. We went trail running down the backside of a mountain, clipping down about eight miles an hour. You know, like, if you know me, personal trainer, competitive, got to go, go, go. I wasn't being still internally, and I wasn't being still to hear from God externally. So the way that he had to capture my attention, I believe, was laying me up for 12 weeks on crutches after rolling down the backside of a mountain, breaking a foot, having stitches in my knee, and being limited. They said I compromised my gait, meaning that I wasn't able to get around as fast as I was before. So during that 12 weeks, though, I will say that is one of the biggest pivotal moments of my life, responding to God's calling. And responding to God's calling allowed me to step into the greenhouse of preparation. The greenhouse of preparation. And in those 12 weeks, I remember God saying this. He said, by the way, Micah, I want you to uh, quit your job with the young adults that you're helping pioneer. I want you to stop working with young adults in the gym where you work five days a week in addition to that. I want you to give up your two-bedroom apartment on the third floor overlooking the swimming pool. I want you to leave your friends, leave your family, go into ministry, get paid half the amount. And I'm like, hold up. I just was asking for a simple, what do I do next? He gave me a whole list of things to do. But in that, what did I try to do? I try to make excuses about myself and my ability 
Just like Moses did. What did Moses do? He said, I have a speech impediment. God, send somebody else. Really? Me? You want me to lead the people out? Who am I? And I said that same thing. And then in the process, what did God do? I, to- I got a hold of Drexel, got my deposit in. I got my scholarship money here that I was not expecting. I had a place to live. I jumped into a, a family of-, of church right away. And all these things started happening. And he provided a way. He provided those things that he was going to promise, just like Moses. Because what did um, he provide Moses with? Aaron. Aaron was his mouthpiece. Aaron was his sidekick. He was the one that helped him further God's kingdom. And that was his sign of saying yes to God's purpose of his life and stepping into the greenhouse of growth. But there was a moment where I was like, um, God, I just think that you should probably just send somebody else. It's probably just easier. And God's like, who's that easier for, you or me? Who is, like, honestly, who is that easier for, you or me? And I tried to make all the excuses along the way and money, finance, and he provided But when we say yes to God, and I said yes to the university, and I said yes to God's promises and purpose, it became very uncomfortable very fast. Okay, I don't know if you know this. I already went to school, did that. I have a full-time job, been there. You want me to go back to school with a bunch of 18-year-olds? And God's like, Micah, if you're called young adults, i got to submerge you in the culture. I want you to understand and to know them. I'm like elbows deep in 18-year-olds. I'm like, oh, Lord, like, I'm almost 30. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, get ready. Get ready. So when you say yes and you step into the greenhouse, it is stinking uncomfortable. But while you're there, do you know what you have to do? He spoke this. You need to remain committed. You need to remain committed. So students, I'm speaking to myself when I say students. I'm still a student too. You need to stay committed. Stay committed to your calling. Stay committed to your your friends. Stay committed to your studies, your professors, your athletics. Anything else that you're involved in, stay committed. Stay committed to God's promises and purpose for your life because that is when, when you're ready, he will start commissioning you out. And the second thing that Moses did, he remained committed. Do you know what he did? He led people through the desert for 40 stinking years. Literally, stinking. Their clothes, the dirt, the dust, everything. 40 years of walking, complaining, whining, teaching, correcting. I feel like the bad guy all the time. Like, yeah, I hear from God, but nobody's listening. How did Moses feel? I think Cindy Trim says it perfectly, that she says, preparation requires commitment. And she said that it is, hold on, it is the steadfast endurance that will strengthen and purify your soul like nothing else. What do we talk about in the plant? When you're in the greenhouse, it is the pure air, it is the pure soil, it is the pure water that is molding and making and cultivating you, kind of like these plants. And the greenhouse is where we experience the endurance, the stretching, the strengthening, the purification. And is it uncomfortable? Yes. It is uncomfortable. It is challenging. But we can remember that God's promises are real because in Proverbs, what does it say? In 16.3, it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Commit to the Lord. So if we can commit to the Lord in our greenhouse of this university and in the four, five, however many years you've been here, if we commit to them, he will help us succeed. But we have to follow his plan, not our plan. And did did Moses want to give up? Yes. Did I want to give up? Yes. Last January, I was like, I went to one of my professors and I'm like, I want to get out. Get me out of here. I'm like, I feel like I'm being suffocated. I'm like, I have to get out. And she's like, you need to stay where God has planted you. You need to stay where God has placed you because you need to finish. Because God is not going to use you to the full potential until you commit and you stay here and finish strong. And then God will commission you. 
And that's the same thing, that all those things going through my head. I did not want to be in the greenhouse. I feel trapped. Like my, the poem or the writing that I had, I was like, I feel trapped in the circumstance of self. And the reality is, like, we are here, but look what we get to do. We get to do life with each other. Athletes get to play sports, and they get to win second place. Next year, first place, right? So we get to do life together to the full capacity in the greenhouse, where we get to sharpen each other, we get to be challenged by each other, and we get to grow so there are some people that are they're impatient. I was one of those impatient people, and I did not want to be in the season of preparation. Graduates, I'm sure that you are in a season, and you're in this greenhouse, and you want to get out. But there is fear of the unknown. There is doubt of stepping into the real world. When the gates are wide open, you have no idea what you're going to do or where you're going to go. And you're questioning if you are fully developed in a sense of, do I know the Bible? Do I know this? Do I know where I want to go? And God is saying, let me complete the work that I'm doing in the greenhouse so when I say go and I commission you, I can pluck you out of here and plant you where you're supposed to be. I want to encourage you, no matter what season that you are in, God is holding you in the palm of his hand. In Psalms 32, 8, it says, the Lord says this, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I will watch over you. So when you are in the, in the greenhouse and you're frustrated and don't know why you're here, what you're doing, go back to the path that God has for you. Revisit where he's calling you to be. And when you find yourself wanting to give up, we can look at Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do everything who, through Christ who gives me strength. There are times when I wanted to give up. There's times when Moses wanted to give up spiritually, physically, emotionally, all those different emotions that go along with it. There are times that we want to give up. But when the trials and the commitment issues come and the doubt creeps in, remember what Jeremiah or Joshua, hold on, James, one, two, three, four says. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith in this little greenhouse, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And that perseverance is finished, it works, the work of it, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Meaning that's where we can be uprooted and lack nothing and know where God wants to go. My prayer is that no matter what season that you are in, that you will, you will withstand and you will push through the promises of Christ. That you'll push through the temptation to leave the greenhouse too soon. That you will not run when it gets hard. Because the worst thing that you can do for a plant is uproot it when it's not the season and try to plant it somewhere else. That is the worst thing that we could possibly do is try to uproot ourselves and take over our lives and plant ourselves um, somewhere else. I'm gonna ask for somebody to come up and play the keys if they would, that'd be great. I've just been really been praying about this university and I wanna say that through the last two, three weeks between Dr. Anderson and between um, Heath Adamson who's been here, God has given me two visions for this university. And both of them nailed it right on the head or really confirmed what was going on in my heart. And what God kept showing me a vision of this greenhouse. And that and we are all in this greenhouse. And there's going to become a time where you are going to outgrow the greenhouse. And it's going to become uncomfortable because God has called you to go because you've outgrown where you're at. And he has showed me that vision of, of what Heath was saying of how he wants and he feels that many of you are wanting to experience more of God, but you're afraid that people are going to misread the authenticity of your heart and your passion and your love for the Lord. And the vision I kept getting is this greenhouse overgrowing and the, the, the glass being shattered. The glass being shattered because you're getting ready to move on to the next thing. You're getting ready to be commissioned. You're getting ready to move out and embrace what God has for you. And the second one is the soil. He had this soil and he kept, he kept running his hand. This is God's vision he had given me. He kept giving his hand and he kept running through the soil. 
And I'm just like, what is he doing? Like, why does he keep doing that? Two things never happened. His hand never got dirty. His hand never got dirty. And the second thing is, there were no weeds. He was not weeding anything out. He was not plowing or tilling anything. I just felt like he was cultivating the soil, cultivating the soil and getting it ready. So while we're in the greenhouse of craziness and we want to get out and we feel trapped, while we're scraping at the sides to get out at certain times of our life, God is raking his hand and preparing a place for us. Whether that's halfway across the globe, whether that's downtown Minneapolis, whether that's back in your hometown, he is doing something in this place. And in Isaiah 43, 19, it says, do you not see it? Can you not perceive it? I am doing something new. He's bringing water to this dry wasteland. He's bringing water to our whole, our whole circumstances in our souls and in our lives. And in the greenhouse is where we feel the protection. But seniors, what the scariest part is, is when God's going to uproot us out here and we're exposed to the reality of life, <laughs> exposed to the reality of what in the world is next. So I just want to challenge you or maybe encourage you if you find yourself in any parts where you've stepped through the gate and you've just entered the greenhouse, enjoy it because it'll fly by even though there's pruning and there's pain and there's growing pains and there's frustrations. God's just building character. God is just building character just like Moses. 40 years, 40 years, 40 years. I don't think many of us are going to live to 120. So four years is nothing compared to 40 years. We can do that. And then when God is saying, hey, I'm cultivating something. I'm doing everything like this. I'm going to commission you. I'm going to send you out to be that coach on that, that team of the NFL. I'm going to send you out to be that missionary that nobody else wants to reach. I'm going to call you out and up, but you need to be ready to be planted. So let God till the soil of your heart today. So I want to encourage you. We're going to bow our heads. God has laid three different groups on my heart. And if one of them resonates with you, faculty, staff, if you feel led to come up, or if students, if you feel led to pray with each other, examine your heart. This is not something to condemn you with. This is something to challenge you with. Oh, God, what is next for me? And there are three types of people. And one, maybe you're wrestling with your calling. If you just bow your heads, maybe you're wrestling with your calling. Maybe you're like, God, what in the world are you doing? What in the world am I doing here? Why am I here? I'm too young. I'm too old. Let me tell you something. God spoke to me the morning that I received the email to accept this, this speaking engagement. And God said this. He said, Micah, you are never too old to learn and you are never too young to teach. If you feel inadequate and you don't know that the calling and it's bigger than what you've ever experienced and you were like, how in the world am I going to get there? That's a good thing. That means you've got to go deep and wide with the Lord. So examine your heart. God, where am I called? What am I doing? Do I need to step into that greenhouse or am I already there? The second group of people I think that we need to commit or recommit, just like Moses did, just like I have to do, continually commit to the plan, commit to the purpose, commit to the calling, commit to the season of the greenhouse that is uncomfortable and not wanting to be there. Commit or recommit. God, touch my heart, touch my life, touch my circumstances. I don't know what you're going to do in this. I don't like this feeling of growing in this stupid little greenhouse, but I need to be here for such a time as this. And the third group, maybe you are getting out of here. Maybe God has called you out before graduation. Maybe you're running because you're afraid of graduation or you're scared to be here. You don't know what's next. But there are the graduates. And I want to say, some of you are being commissioned out and it's scary and you're worried and you're unsure about the future, and if you are truly, and you're questioning, am I truly ready to be uprooted from the greenhouse? Because you don't want to be in the greenhouse now, but I guarantee when you're out of the greenhouse, you may want to get back in. That's the scary reality of it. You want to run back to what you've known. 
And you see, everything that Moses did throughout his entire life was constantly preparing him for something. There were things that I had to do back in North Dakota that I'm like, what is going on? Why am I doing this? But God made it clear once I got here, he was preparing me just like he's preparing you. So Father God, I pray that you would watch over every single student, whether they are struggling with the calling, whether they're struggling with the commitment, or they are scared for the commission. Father God, I pray that you would rise them up to be warriors for you, that you would touch their heart, their, their circumstances, give them wisdom and knowledge. God, the dreams and the visions that you've birthed in their hearts, I pray that you breathe a breath of fresh air on them today, that you reach down deep in their soul, Lord God, and you hollow them out, God, more of you and less of self. God, we thank you so much for this opportunity. We thank you for the promises and the plans that you have for us. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the truth. And God, I pray that every student leaves here, Lord God, is challenged by the thought of what do you have for me? God, you know every single hair on their head. You know every single decision that they're going to make. You know every single thing that they need in every moment. And I pray that they lean into you. They trust you. They abide by you. They spend time with you, Lord God. God, that you would just be with them. We know that we're in a season of preparation, but we're all in a, also in a season of holiday. God, I pray for the broken, the ones that are questioning, the ones that are being challenged, Lord God, above what they can handle. May they turn to you and just seek you out. Father God, I pray that you bless every single student as they go from here, that you would just bless their day, their week. The last two weeks, God, as they prepare for finals, God, that you would just go before them and help them to know that you are God and you are never changing. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would just challenge them in the good ways of the greenhouse. And we pray this all in your precious, beautiful name. Amen.